0: On the wake-up radio, I am your host, Joel Saji. Make me free.
1: You're no free man.
0: Make me free. You ain't free man. I've come to tell you that I'm free. Make me free. to On The Wake Up Radio. You're listening to your host, Joel Saji, and you're listening to, as well, the show Make Me Free. Shout out to our producer, Sydney Ashby. You can call in live, as well, at 844-818-4433. It is $2.99 per minute. You must be 18 years or older to participate. As well, you can catch replays on OTWTube.com, Google, Apple Products, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and as well iHeartRadio. Our new website is up, as I did mention, otw2.com, where it is free speech friendly, no censorship. Sign up today. And also, if you're willing, please donate to $5 or any amount, which will go directly to the website and our airtime. It is a labor of love, but we still live in a costly world, let's be real. And if you appreciate the free content, please, and I say please, help us keep the message uncensored and free, where you can donate through PayPal at onthewakeupradio@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And, again, that is on the wake up radio at gmail.com. And we want to thank you all for tuning in, those who have been faithfully listening in from the beginning, and those that are tuning in for the first time, love, light, and peace. And tonight we bring in our very special guest. Uh, I was introduced to these uh, to their products last night, which is a phenomenal setting, uh, nonetheless. But again, we want to bring in Alex Burnell and Ashley Randolph, representing the, and I'm hoping I'm getting this correct. And please correct me if I, if I do mispronounce it, Ashley. But I actually give you the opportunity to introduce your uh, product for us. If you can, can you introduce that for us?
2: Absolutely. So, again, my name is Ashley Randolph, and um, I'm repping a a few crews here. (laughs) The event that we had last night was a um, soft launch slash introduction to our brand, which is Brata. Uh, Brata Craft and Brews. Brata is a Tata word that means like a little extra. So kind of how in Creole language we have a It's just that little bit of extra, that extra, you know, something, something. Um, and then I also am a co-founder with Alex of Mo Better Brews, and I'll let Alex speak on that.
0: Alex, please, if you can. Okay. Hey, thank you again for uh, for the invite for tonight.
2: Yeah, uh, last night was uh,
0: was amazing. It was a, uh, you know, like what Ashley was saying, we were just kicking off. Uh, one of the parts was Mo Better Brews. Uh, Mo Better Brews is uh, something that we have put together. You know, one of the things that we're really big, me and Ashley are really big on craft beer. You know, we love beer. We love good quality beer. But at the same time, we also we we also are people of color. We are we are we're passionate about urban culture. You know, we're hip hop heads. We're a, a reggae ska heads. We're old school. You know, we're you know we we're some cool beer drinkers. And so you know, we got this group together, and we just wanted to let people know that you know. There's nothing no 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 better than Mo Better, okay. Now Ashley um Ashley, uh you yes. was in connection you uh, that banner that uh represented you guys uh um portrait last night there was a lot yes. of uh, uh brands on there can you uh, introduce us to some of those brands and how you coordinated it? Yeah, so um
2: again we had Brother Craft and Brews and then No Better uh, Brews. But we also had the tremendous and wonderful sponsorship of Appleton. Appleton is the premier rum from Jamaica, um, and we featured Appleton rum, two different varieties of rum, but specifically Appleton in our cocktails. So the event last night was a a pairing, um, and I'll go into that a little bit later. But our sponsors that we had, again, were Appleton, we had mm-hmm. King, which is the national soda of Jamaica. It is a super refreshing, like, grapefruit soda. And then mm-hmm. we also have the Happiest Hour, which is a female-owned and operated company in Reno that produces terpene shots. So for those of us that like to in- indulge from time to time, um, cannabis and hops, hops are one of the main ingredients in beer. It's really what um, allows beer to stay fresh and acts as a preservative, but they come from the same family. And so there's a natural marriage between beer and cannabis that not everyone quite is aware of. So the terpene shots that we had last night, um, the effect of those shots are if you have consumed, you can take one that will actually amplify your Mm -hmm. high, and then there's another one that will kind of bring you down. Um, and there's a lot of healing uh, properties to both cannabis and hops that we like to showcase in our brews.
0: Now, you you did mention that in, in your presentation last night. Yeah. Uh, alongside uh, the wonderful dishes uh, that you brought in.
2: Yeah, we, we had a – so the, the evening last night was an evening of prada And so I'm born and bred here in Vegas, but um, my partner is from Kingston in, in – Jamaica is as much home for me as Vegas is, so I really just needed to have those vibes and bring them here, and partnering with Raw Remedies was a no-brainer. It just was the perfect setting, but what it was was a guided pairing, so we started the evening off with Fern's Famous Red Pea Soup. Mm -hmm. Um, Anytime you go to a street party in Jamaica, it's a a wake that they're having. Wakes in Jamaica are like a full-on street party you're always going to have some type of light soup just to kind of coat your belly before you really start hitting the rum too hard. And then after that, we had um, our Jungle Bird cocktail, which was a rum-based cocktail, and we paired that with banana chips, which are very kind of like here, how kids are into hot Cheetos and Takis. That's the Jamaican equivalent is the banana chips. Everybody has banana chips. And then another sponsor that we had was um, Yad Patti, which is a local um, couple that runs a beef patty, chicken patty, veggie patty, um, and jerk chicken food truck. So they catered that aspect of the evening. Um, And then I collaborated with a local brewery here in Las Vegas, Astronomy Elworks, to make a custom beer for last Mm -hmm. night's evening. So that was our second city stout. Uh, Montego Bay is known as the second city, uh, Kingston being the first. And so that stout... um, featured coconut and Blue Mountain Jamaican coffee. And we paired that with coconut desserts that we um, smuggled in from Jamaica.
1: <laughs>
2: so everything was as authentic as we could make it here in Vegas.
0: Now, uh, uh, I believe, Alex, you did mention that uh, you used to go to these festivals and you've seen, uh, like, uh, little to <laughs> non-representation of us in these festivals. Oh, yeah, Uh for, for me to tell you that, I have to actually tell you how, how it uh, we were we're more Better Brews now, but prior to that, I uh, started an organization called uh, Unibro's and Unibro's. Okay, and that was a beer drinking group also. So what happened was, uh, ooh man, this was in back in 2002, 2003. I uh, went to a beer festival with me and, and two good friends of mine, and when I went into this beer festival, not expecting, I didn't know what to expect. I just know I like beer, and there and it's a, all you can drink beer. You get to sample all this beer, so let me go. When I got there, I, uh, we walked in. I swear, it looked like a Trump rally. <laughs> and, and and I was like, whoa, this is this is something different for me. And uh, but I also think that you know, as we were we were walking around, uh, one of the things that people were passing out, some of the merch was uh they were passing out uh, mustaches, in the fake mustaches, the little thicker mustaches, and I saw everybody wearing mustaches. For me, I'm I'm kinda of cut different. I don't like to kind of follow what everyone else is doing. So I played around and I just put my mustache on my eyebrow and I said, I'm a unibrow. And before you know it, other people were catching on to it. And they're like, Man, where'd you get they were asking me where where, where you get the brow from? Not knowing that it's the mustache. And and it kinda it kinda kicked you know, kicked in. You know, people were like, Hey, I wanna be part of this unibrow. Unibrow. So I turned it into like a beer drinking group of just a bunch of people of color. Let's go out to beer festivals. Go out and and just have fun. And I think right. the number one reason for that was not only because I want I want people of color to, to you know to, to expand their palate to go out there and and there's some great craft beers out there. But at the same time, I also wanted craft brewers to come out there and start marketing towards people of color. Okay. You know. And so we did that. And That was going on from 2003 uh, all the way to uh, probably within the maybe in the last year or two, we changed it over to uh, Mo Better Brews. Uh, but that's how I met Ashley, actually. You know, I, I met Ashley at the beer festival. And, and Ashley tells a great story on how that and how, how we met. And I'd love for her to share that. Please. Okay.
2: <laughs> so um, my journey to craft beer has been approximately eight years uh, this summer. And I discovered craft beer um, through a conversation with a friend of mine. I was in Jamaica at the time. Um, I take people down to Jamaica for Reggae Sun Fest usually every year, um, except for COVID times, and um, I happened to get diagnosed with thyroid cancer that summer, and so I was just hanging with a friend of mine and trying to figure out, you know, what was next and what was my life going to look like as I got ready to go on this, this journey, and he just happened to mention in passing, like, I love living here in Jamaica, but there's no good beer, and I was like, what do you mean? You have Red Stripe. Like, isn't that the best beer? And he's like, no, there's no craft beer. So when I returned to Vegas, Mm -hmm. as a distraction from, you know, my medical things that I had going on, I was like, I need to learn as much as I can about craft beer. And I went to my first beer festival, which is where I met my beer husband. Um, And we became beer married the night that I met Alex, which was my second beer festival about two or three weeks later. So I'm an only child. I pretty much go everywhere all around the world by myself. I enjoy my own company, and so going to a beer festival by myself was not a problem. And I'm standing in line, and I see Alex in, like, this sea of, like, all these just melanated men, and I just, I don't know what happened. My feet just started moving, and I literally chased them through the casino, got out of the line to go to this beer festival and chased them for a solid two minutes until I could track them down. I was like, hey... What is this? You're all together. You all have matching shirts. Like I need to be a part of this crew, and the rest is history.
0: Beautiful, and it's spent off into a lovely evening uh, last night by both of you as well at the Raw Remedies uh, establishment. Thank you. Great night. It was a great night. Good spirit. Good energy. Good food. Good beer, and in a great location, man. <laughs> Can't go wrong with the Raw Remedies. Now you also. Uh... Uh, Whitman, that you was talking about a coating of the stomach before you started drinking heavily, and then you also uh, uh, elaborated on a few more stories, if you can.
2: Yeah, so all of the pairings that we had were very intentional, um, and they ve- they were all very iconic things. Um, so Fern, who is my partner in Mo Better Brews, uh, she and I did two food tours in Kingston. Um, we did like a, a day in the life, so we literally would spend eight hours with people taking them around Kingston to different, you know, um, destinations and having, you know, whatever the iconic food is for each meal. And then we did a Night Bites one. So uh, our event last night was kind of inspired by that. Like, what would you have if you were on the road at a party or if you were hanging out for the evening? Um, And so certain things, like, again, our rum cocktail, um, rum punch, everybody's very familiar with rum punch, but the way that we packaged it was very um, mindful and intentional, so kind of the equivalent for those of us that grew up, you know, drinking um, uh, squeeze, I've never had Kool-Aid, don't tell anybody this, so don't- <laughs> I was, I was a squeeze it kid, right, and um, the same way that we have those types of beverages uh, in Jamaica, they have something called bag juice, it was kind of like an adult Capri Sun, and then the other cocktail um, was a mixture of coconut water and overproof rum. And in Jamaica, there's a saying that, you know, if you drink coconut water, it will wash off your heart or keep your heart healthy. And the same thing with overproof rum. Um, overproof has many, many uses in the Caribbean, but specifically in Jamaica. Um, Ray and Nephew, was another sponsor of ours, they're um, in the same family as Appleton. Um, mm-hmm. That rum is 60% ABV. That's a lot of alcohol. <laughs> it's very mm-hmm. potent. Um, it's used when you're building a house to bless the foundation and kind of, you know, get rid of whatever bad energy is there. Um, I clean my windows with it. That's my VIX vapor rub when I get sick. So I keep overproof from in the house all the time, not necessarily to drink because it is potent, um, but it's, it's just every Jamaican household has at least one, if not two bottles of overproof. So it was very important that we introduced um, that key part of Jamaican culture at the event last night. But my favorite thing that I introduced to everyone last night was the Dollar Soca, um, which is like the Macarena, but a million times better. So I'm not sure who was there last night and, and joined us in that, but every, every party that you go to, you're going to hear some Soca, and you're definitely going to hear the Dollar Soca for sure. And that's what it's about, it's just getting together, having you know good food, good drinks, but most importantly, good vibes.
0: Yes, yes. Uh that pouch drink that you served. Uh that thing had me spinning. I was like, whoa,
2: <laughs> that, that was a jungle bird. And you know the crazy thing. thing is, I didn't follow the recipe that their rum company gave me. I was like, Oh no, this is too potent. But I actually cut back on the liquor. Um
0: And you yeah. cut back on it and it's still everybody's yeah. like, Yeah, man, I felt like playing the drum
2: you know, we want everybody to consume responsibly um, mm-hmm. and so that's why we had our pairing set in 30, 40 minute sessions.
0: Now you also uh, did a raffle but before the raffle, you introduced uh, that dessert.
2: Yes, yes. So we had coconut drops and um, grater cake. So these are both coconut-based coconut, coconut based desserts that are very iconic in Jamaica. Um, so when Fern came down for this trip, um, I just ordered a whole bunch of them from the grocery store and told me, get them through customs. No matter what you got to do, get them through customs. But that was intentionally to pair with the coconut that we put in the um, custom beer that we made for the event.
0: Definitely. Now, in, in, and also in this, uh, if one would select to come to Vegas on vacation and would try to happen to set themselves within your guys' atmosphere, how could they do so in fine?
2: There's um, a couple of different ways to do that. Um, as far as Brada goes, we will be having more um, immersive experiences both here in Las Vegas and um, in Jamaica. We actually will have a culinary tour that will be launching this summer that is very much focused on the spirits aspect and the culinary aspect of the island. So we're on IG at Brada That's spelled B-R-A-W-T-A. Mm-hmm. And then, as far as Mo Betta goes goes, um, I think we have some things down the line, and I'll let Alex speak on that.
0: All right. Well, just before we bring Alex on the phone, uh, we are going to take a quick commercial break and be right back at you. And again, you're listening to Make Me Free. I am your host, Will Syg, and we'll be right back. And thank you for tuning in. And then you're listening to Make Me Free. I'm your host, Will Syg, on the Wake Up Radio. We're back with our guests again with mrs ashley and as well alex and alex uh we were speaking upon uh you introducing us to how we can get in contact with you for further uh, uh maybe future events or maybe even sponsoring event for someone yes uh how you would get a hold of us is, uh, uh is through instagram and uh that's mo better as in the m o b e t t a Brews, mo better bruise and uh this message just there and we'll be able to communicate with you. Uh, as far as upcoming events, uh, you know, uh, yesterday was just a, a beginning uh, so we would like to start doing a little bit more of uh, tastings. We uh, my all time and I think our, our main goal is to eventually hold a beer festival catered uh catered towards people of color, <laughs> that urban and that urban style. That's that's something that we're definitely gonna try to work on in twenty twenty six. That can of beer that was uh on the average on the table last night, is, is that something in the works already in production? That has already been in the works and uh actually if you don't mind, can you tell a little story about that? Yeah,
2: about- absolutely. So um around the time of George Floyd's murder, um there was an icon in the brewing community um with weathered souls. Uh shout out to Marcus and he He looked at what he had and what resources he had available, and he's like, you know, I'm frustrated, I'm upset, I'm hurt. What can I do to make a difference? And so he developed a recipe for the Black is Beautiful Stout, and he made this this recipe public to breweries all over the world. There were over 1,500 breweries that participated in over 25 countries, and the ask was, take this recipe, brew this beer, and whatever money that you make reinvested in African-American communities or organizations that support um, the African-American community. So here in Las Vegas, we had about seven breweries that participated, um, but the specific cans that Alex had out last night, I believe that was, was that the pecan pie one that you had, Alex? Yes.
1: Yes. Was yeah.
2: So there's people made all different types of varieties. Um, the NAACP here in Las Vegas was a recipient um, of quite a, two funds from the breweries that participated in Black is Beautiful, and then um, one brewery in particular here in Las Vegas, Craft House, we partnered with them, the NAACP and the Urban Chamber, and took the money that they raised from selling that beer, and we were able to grant three underrepresented um, owners' businesses with scholarships to take care of their incorporation fees, one of them being Black Pot 702, which is an amazing soul food restaurant. And um, they're a wonderful family. We just saw them for Halloween. They came out and participated at a trunk or treat that Alex had at Parkdale Community Center. And I'm looking to collaborate with them for Black is Beautiful 2.0. So my heart is to do a cornbread cream ale. Um, I mean, nothing is more soul food to me than cornbread. So to put cornbread in a beer, that's – can't wait for that to happen. All
0: right. Now, as well uh – if you can, Ashley, uh, if you can draw back uh, to the young lady that was with you doing the uh, historical um, intros to uh, Jamaican culture.
2: Yes, that's my partner, Fern Fro- uh, Foster, and mm-hmm. she is the proprietor of Portraits by Fern born and bred Kingstonian.
0: Yes, yeah, she was given a lot of uh, valuable uh, cultural uh, influence that was inspired. She said that, uh, one, that... Uh, Jamaicans don't call everything by their common name. They give us a different name for for different, uh, you know, different things.
2: Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, there's even even to people like I have friends who, for years, I thought their name was one thing, and they're like, "Oh no, that's just my nickname. My government name is actually this." So Jamaicans are incredibly creative people, wonderful right. storytellers, and everything has a meaning behind it. I mean, everything on the island has a meaning behind it.
0: And I think that's what inspired dodgeball. Uh, those, those, name of those drinks like the Shandy Dandy, right?
2: Yes, yes, Dandy Shandy, yes, which um, <laughs> is actually a, a children's game. It's kind of like dodgeball. Um, it reminds me very much of American dodgeball. But um, it actually the beverage that we had our Dandy Shandy was a beer spritzer. So it was half um, Red Stripe, which obviously is an iconic um, beer from Jamaica, and then team So it's very light, very refreshing, um, but it definitely is one of those iconic drinks that everybody had um, growing up one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like our Shirley Temples here in America.
0: Now, she was also uh, mixing uh, that uh, uh, the beer with, I believe, some type of juice or something it was in those those see-through cups we were having.
2: Yeah, that was so. That was the um, king, the grapefruit soda.
0: Now, that was a real nice taste.
2: It's very light, very refreshing. It's a good, easy drink, especially on a hot, hot day.
0: Now, do you want to send a shout out to the uh, DJ? Cause he was like phenomenal. Like honey. yes,
2: yes, DJ uh, ZJ Flash, yeah. He actually just put on the um, Caribbean link up, I want to say, in September. Mm -hmm. But um, great, phenomenal DJ. And it was important for us to have a DJ that understood and could walk us through the history of Jamaican music. Everything from a bit of ska. You know, everybody knows about Bob Marley, but there's so much more to Jamaican music than just that. And so he covered the soca, dance hall, everything.
0: I right, thank you and I thank you for that. Now, again, I just want to elaborate okay. again on, on how we can uh, actually get in touch with you guys in, in future events. Uh, maybe a phone number, email, or anything that's uh, pictures that we can go to. The, again, that Instagram that you, if you can relate it again to us, Alex. Okay, again, if you want to contact uh, Mo Better Brews, that would be M O B E T T A Brews, B R E W S. And uh, just message me again. My name is Alex. If you, if you need to get a hold of me through phone, you can call me at uh 7507 If you wanna be part of something great, be part of this uh this this urban craft beer drinkers uh group. You no, know, we just again man, we just wanna we just wanna hang out with good people. We wanna educate people on good craft beer also. You know, I, I we come across a lot of people in our circle who didn't like beer. And, you know, uh, people have horrible experiences drinking beer when they were young, and they probably still would think that's like how all beer is supposed to taste. You know, but luckily, you know, we've had friends where they gave us opportunity to kind of educate them, you know, uh, train their palate. And those same people who didn't like beer now they love beer.
2: Well, again, I'm, with- I'm not gonna lie. I grew up in a Colt 45 household. <laughs> 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 I hated beer. I thought it was just disgusting. Um, And then when I went to Australia to um, go to law school, I was down there for a few years, I started drinking beer that was different than that malt liquor that, you know, pushed in the African-American community. And then once I really started diving into craft beer, beer is, is the one beverage that has been around in every culture, every society. I mean, there was a time where it wasn't safe to drink water. So you were drinking beer because the bacteria had been boiled out, and then the additions of hops made it, you know, safe anyway. Um, And as a woman of color, the research that I've done, seeing that in so many traditions and cultures, women always brewed beer. It wasn't until industrialization came around that men kind of stepped in. But once upon a time, you know, Brewster's that it was the same as cooking and baking bread, you were making beer. And for most of us that are, you know, African-American women, we've all seen the women of Brewster's place at least once. And it took me a minute to really dawn, like, wait a minute, like, okay, Brewster's, like, this has been a part, even though beer is not featured in that, that movie, that's a point that me and the other women of color that I have formed a, sistership, a sisterhood with here in the craft beer community always come back to. Um, but you look at traditional beer um, in Peru, chicha, that can only be made by women. Uh, Celeste Beatty, who's the owner and proprietor of Harlem Brewing, she taught a course at City College in Manhattan on African brewing traditions. And so for a cultural standpoint, you know, it's very important for me to showcase indigenous ingredients and partner Mm -hmm. that with the historical context and the cultural context that comes behind it. Because for us, you know, yes, we like to drink, to have fun, but it's a social thing. It's a way for us to stay connected to our community. And for a lot of cultures, that's how traditions are passed along. My um, dad's mother is Creole. And when mm-hmm. I discovered craft beer and was mentioning to her, she was like, "Yeah, you know, we used to have excess fruit left over, and we would pickle it, and we'd make cider with it. And it's very much a part of African American culture to preserve whatever we have, and a lot of times that was fermented. And so I just think there's a lot of stories that are not being told specifically of people of color that have a hand in brewing, whether it's you know brewing and distilling rum." or beer or whatever it is, and it's just really important that we do what we can to provide a platform for people to share this knowledge that they have before it's too late. And to that extent, um, I founded an initiative by the name of Listing Lucy with myself, Sarah Perez, who's one of two African-American female brewers in the state of Alaska, and Trinice Watts from Patuxent Brewing. And the whole purpose behind that initiative is to support women of color um, to have access to beer conferences and beer education. um, Because we have a story to tell and we have information that we need to share.
0: Definitely, and we welcome that. And, again, it was definitely a a class within itself, even with the enjoyment uh, that was uh, given to us. I
2: definitely want to thank you for that. And that's that's what it's all about. You know, yes, we want to have fun, but... We want to be impactful with what it is that we do because for so long, you know, as Alex mentioned before, people of color are not necessarily embraced as being viable consumers in the craft beer community. Um, And it's interesting, when you look at the power of melanated money, um, and I actually presented on this at this year's Craft Brewers Conference, it's, you know, three times the GDP of Germany. And so you have all of these brewers that are, preparing themselves to enter foreign markets and instead of looking at the communities that are around them, whether it's the African American community, the Asian community, the Latinx community, and saying, hey, what can we brew that appeals to these people? How can we make our tap rooms more inclusive and more friendly and welcoming? Why is it that, you know, we are benefiting from ex-urban communities, because nobody says gentrification anymore. So you're moving in a predominantly African-American or Latin American community, but you don't have anybody from your community or anybody that looks like the people in your community working for you. That's and I mean, that's a huge problem.
0: That's definitely a problem. So I definitely thank you for bringing, uh, you know, at least an area where we can renew, uh, generate those dollars back into a, a fold where it's needed and definitely can be used in a more, uh, passionate way. Now, Alex, uh, I want to also, uh, have you, uh, uh, mention your merchandise because you had some fly, uh, material out there last night. Those shirts, uh, those hoodies, man, pump that up. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. Thanks for that love. Yes. Actually, man, uh, we sold out yesterday with merch, but, uh, we're restocking up again. Uh, we had hoodies, we had uh, our Mo Better Bruce ho- hoodies as well as our Ragland uh, baseball shirts, white white body, long black sleeves, and uh, we're also selling. And we also had uh, stickers, and uh, and uh, everything sold out yesterday. Which I appreciate the love that we got, and uh, if those are interested, uh, they'll be posted on the Instagram where you can go ahead and order them, and uh, we can have you looking fresh to death just like us. And, and, and Ashley, uh, you did a uh, raffle for those jackets that those pair that that, that uh, the pair ran off with to back to Australia with. Can you elaborate on those jackets?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So again, the overproof rum that I mentioned earlier, um, that's produced by Ray and nephew, and as a sponsor, they were generous enough to donate some swag. Um, those jackets are coveted. <laughs> they are very very rare, um, and so. Uh, we wanted to make sure that we let people not only experience, you know, they're at the event, but for our raffle winners, whether it was going home with a bottle of rum or um, the Ray and Nephew track jackets, we wanted to send as many people as possible home with a little bit of Jamaica. So yes. they will definitely be repping uh, Jamaica and overproof rum when they go to Australia, <laughs> go back home for Christmas.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Now, uh, just before we end the show, uh, I'm going to give my lovely producer uh, opportunity to come at you guys with a few quick questions. And Cindy?
1: Hello, guys. How y'all doing? <laughs> okay. So I do this thing every once in a while with people who have businesses, right? And it's about the legacy. And people really never really get to know you, you. It's just about the brand. And so I like to play this thing I call Rapid Fire. It's called rapid fire. You guys will just pick this or that, or if you don't have to answer, if you don't want to. Ready? Ready. All right. Go. So, put your money into insurance or put your money underneath the mattress.
2: Insurance. And not just life insurance. Like, long-term disability insurance, short-term disability insurance. As a cancer survivor, I'm still kicking myself in the ass that I didn't take out a cancer policy with Affleck. But at 21, I wasn't thinking about that. So yes, definitely insurance. It's a tool. Um, not a lot of people realize you can leverage those insurance policies if you need to.
1: Music or nature?
0: Oh, music for me, has down. Uh, it's in my DNA. I'm a DJ.
2: Yeah, I would have to agree. Like, there are people that were at last night's event that have known me forever and have never seen me dance. And when certain tracks drop, like, I literally was like, sorry, I can't talk to you right now because my brain can't process anything than busting a wine right now, so sorry.
1: <laughs> That's so cute. Um, fruits or vegetables? Uh-oh. Fruits for me.
2: Um As as a vegetarian for the past almost 34 years i don't think i can pick one
1: <laughs> i love that holidays or birthdays
2: that's holidays. a trick question
1: cuz my <laughs> birthday is
2: a holiday <laughs>
0: uh, holidays cuz there's more of them and i can share them with uh, i can share them with other people
1: oh dine out that's, or cooking
2: I, I would go the opposite because my birthday is the one day where i allow myself to be completely selfish One day I don't do anything for anybody.
1: Henceforth, your birthday is a holiday, you know?
2: Well, it's Jamaica's Independence Day. It's August 6th. So it's a legit holiday.
1: Oh, happy (laughs) belated. Because birthdays, it doesn't matter how far back we go, we love birthdays. (laughs) Dine out or cook in? Uh,
0: Dining out for me because I don't do too much cooking.
2: I would say cooking in.
1: Favorite food? Oh, damn. Oh, that's pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, While well,
2: you think I'll go, there's a fruit in the Caribbean, in uh, Puerto Rico, and Cuba, in Jamaica. It's called ganip. And, like, you know, most women, and I'm making generalizations here, would, like, love for somebody to deliver, you know, a dozen long stem cut roses. Nope. Just go to the street vendor, get me two or three bags of ganip, and I'm happy. And it's like a, it's almost like a lychee, but a little bit more sour. It's, yeah, hands down favorite food on the planet.
0: Man, I like food, period. But I mean, if I had to choose, I'd probably say chicken.
2: Uh, I thought you were going to say Texas Roadhouse.
0: Well, I I mean, I I could, I was thinking, uh, I was thinking uh, ribeyes, hamburgers, pizza. I mean, but I would do, I would say fried chicken.
1: Yeah, fair. Favorite music? Uh,
0: Neo Soul. I'm a big Neo Soul hit.
1: For me, it
2: would be Ska. Um, I have Ska on my license plate. I have a rude boy skanking on my back tattooed on my left shoulder. And I have a rude girl skanking on my back on the right shoulder. So definitely Ska. Which came before reggae people. Don't come to me saying, "Oh, I love Sky. I think Gwen Stefani's amazing." Because I won't talk to you. That's not real Sky music.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> the next one is favorite book.
0: Every book. Uh, the Autobiography of Malcolm X. I read it when I was 19 years old, and he, he inspired me to to research to find my history, my culture.
2: Um, for me, I would have to say a book by the name of Shifting, um, and the premise of this book is how the average African-American female has five personalities. Having lived around the world and lived with people that were not of my culture, I wouldn't notice until other people picked it up that they could tell when I was on the phone with another black person because my voice would change. <laughs> so I I've, was I've like, here's a book that explains why I operate the way that I do.
1: Oh. favorite movie?
0: Uh, mine is uh, Boomerang with Eddie Murphy, Halle Berry.
1: So
2: much so that we just had an event about Boomerang. Alex, you want to tell them about oh, that? I like that. Thank you. Ooh.
0: So, uh, yeah, so uh, Boomerang is, again, my favorite movie. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sucker for love. And so, uh, again, we like beer, so we changed it from Boomerang to boomerang. And we ended up doing it. We did a, we had a film. We watched, uh, we watched the movie in my backyard. We brought, some, we invited some friends over, had some beer tasting, had it catered uh, with uh, Mastering Mindsets that came over and uh, they catered our food just, uh, and just enjoyed the movie along with some beer and some good food. It was amazing. So Boomerang is definitely my favorite movie.
2: He knows every word. Yes. fine. Every music cue, like you don't even have to watch the movie; you could just watch it.
0: <laughs> True story.
2: And for me, I think my favorite movie would have to be Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, not just the fact that it's a you know uh, international cult classic, and it's a whole experience. You know, going to the movie theater with your props and all of that—that's what attracted me to the movie when I was a you know a teenager. But the older I got and I really started to understand the underlying theme of the entire movie is, you know, don't dream it, be it. If you want to be a freak, do it. If you want to be a scientist, do it. Whoever you are, however you choose to live your life, do it and have no shame about it.
1: Wow. That's cool. Favorite documentary?
0: Oh. All right. Get back with me on that. Let me think.
2: can I give you a genre of documentaries? Sure. Okay. Anything that has to do with cults. Cults fascinate me. And I'm always curious if, like, I would ever find myself getting caught up in it. And it's just fascinating to sit there and watch, like, what, what is going on internally with the person to just give somebody else full control over your life? Who you marry? How many times you have sex? Take your whole paycheck. Like, I, it, it's just fascinating.
0: So Anything that has to do with the cult, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah well, I think with me it's most of my mind is towards I don't know it, it, it changes. but I'm gonna say uh, more uh, documentaries on on music artists. you know again I, I love music but it change you know it can change also. I'm really big on world leaders also history.
1: Cool. What's your zodiac sign?
0: I'm
1: an Aquarius, and i Leo. Superpowers you wish you had?
0: As a father, as a father uh, of two young daughters, I wish uh, I could teleport sometimes. <laughs> having, having to take having to take them to gymnastics, acro coming from one side of town to the other side, and I hate traffic. I think that would be the superpower I wish I had.
2: I think for me, having a photographic memory would definitely be that superpower I would want.
1: Favorite color?
2: Brown. Any shade of gray?
1: Favorite hobby? Oh,
2: man. You really have to think about this?
1: No, it's
0: not that. I just I'm trying to figure out how I want to work. I mean, music. I mean, uh, uh, you know, DJ mixing. I love sharing music with people. I think that's one of my superpowers. I think is I know how to pick a certain song that 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 matches whatever that person's going through or feeling. So,
2: my favorite hobby has completely consumed my life, and that is craft beer. I went from being a casual drinker attending festivals to now working on opening up a brewery.
1: That's fantastic. Now, what was your favorite show as a child?
0: Ooh, uh, oh, <laughs> I have a lot of them, but I would say Kung Fu. Uh, I was into martial arts. I was a Bruce Lee head. Uh, that would be my show. kung fu.
2: Now, this is the one that I have to think about. Um, mm, I don't know. Maybe, well, actually, I do know. So MTV used to have a show by the name of 120 Minutes, and they used to come on at midnight. And I still have boxes and boxes of these tapes because I was, you know, 6th, 7th, 8th grade. I definitely was not staying up at midnight to watch two hours. But a lot of artists, that's when they kind of got, released or introduced
1: so yeah 120 minutes all right and check that out um right what's the biggest accomplishments made with your collaborations together
2: i don't think it's happened yet
0: i don't yeah i wasn't going to say that it 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 hasn't happened yet last night was probably a start Uh, i think our biggest collaboration is the fact that We've introduced so many people of color to beer, good beer, and that we're making a lot of friends.
2: I'll second that for sure. And also showing, you know, as Alex mentioned before, producers of craft beer and business owners in the craft beer community that they may want to think twice before they dismiss somebody that comes into their tap room that doesn't necessarily look like them because that may be your your most loyal And faithful and biggest spending client that you may have in your tap room.
1: You're right. You're right about that. Beach or pool?
0: Uh, uh, a beach because it makes it just it. Uh, uh, if, if I say pool, people will be like, "What pool?" Nah, I would say beach.
2: <laughs> yeah, beach, beach as well.
1: Action, especially
2: because we don't have any here. Closest one is what, like three and a half, four hours away. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's oh, that's horrible. Oh gosh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Horrible.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm in New York, and Jones Beach is over there. Not that you know, it's the best thing to go to, <laughs> other than going like Aruba or something like that. But <laughs> yeah, it's not that far. Four yeah, hours no, is long.
2: Yeah. yeah, we have to go to Cali. But speaking of New York, one of my favorite places in the entire world is Lake George. In New York, I love Lake George.
1: Oh, let me find out. <laughs> action or comedy?
0: Oh, uh, comedy with me.
2: I would have to say action. Um, but a different type of, like, very specific action. So not like, you know... Um, I love that movie with Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. Rush Hour. Yeah, not that type of action. Um, The action that I like, funnily enough, Alex and I have a standing appointment. Um, We are both obsessed with Walking Dead. Um, So that type of action where it's very survival-based. And this is a debate that he and I have almost every Sunday. I'm very much like a quality of life over quantity of life type of person and sometimes when you have action movies or thrillers, like, I'll sit back and I'm like, well, why are you going through all of this? Like, just, just hang it up. Just let it go. It's <laughs> too, too much.
1: Shower or bath?
0: Uh, shower for
2: me. Both. Um, I think in certain cultures, you know, water is, is very healing and it's very, um, Symbolic of a lot of different things. So I actually have a uh, Sunday self-care ritual. And I have my bath and my diffuser and my bath salts and all of that. But you also need a shower because, yeah, you need to rinse all of that off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> love or money?
0: Well, Ashley's already going to know what I'm going to say. I, I'm going to say love. I'm a, I told you again, I'm a sucker for love. Um, uh, you know, I, I could always make money, I feel like. I can always, you know, find money. It's very hard to, to find uh, love.
1: Yeah,
2: I would have to go with money um, because if I don't have my basic needs covered, I can't free myself up to be emotionally available for love in that regard.
0: You can live off love. No, no. <laughs> nope.
1: Oh, my god. Oh, my gosh. I, I was laughing, but I, my mic was down. because <laughs> kind of like after he finished, he was like, yeah, okay. So, uh, yeah, that would be money.
0: <laughs> how I, you I, already knew, I already knew what our answer is. I already knew what her answer
1: was going Ooh. to Oh, it was smooth, Just, girl. You were smooth. Uh,
0: yeah, that's next week's show. Being open and honest with
1: yourself. <laughs> re- re- reading or watching TV? You know, I, I,
0: as I'm getting older, my eyes aren't as strong as they used to be. And I would say watching TV. I
2: would say reading. um, So much so that I have a library in my home, and the only thing that's in there is a couch and book.
1: Oh, wow. What kind of books? You have all types of, like, you know, fictional. Genre. Everything.
2: I mean, I have boxes and boxes of, you know, beer-related books, but I like a lot of um, autobiographies. Um a lot of historical books uh my my dad's a voracious reader, and I definitely get it from him um so I mean, there were times where we'd be on family vacation, and I happened to have a book, and I literally would just lock myself in the bathroom and you know keep the light on so it wouldn't disturb everybody else wherever we were saying, and I'd read a whole book like in a day wow. so, like I'm one of those people once I pick a book up, like I'm reading
1: it all the way through, wow. No, that's good. That's good. Um, sunrise or moonlight?
0: Moonlight for me. I think it, is, uh, it, it, it actually makes me more relaxed when I say moonlight.
2: Um, my mom's nickname for me growing up was Vampire. I um, think <laughs> it's nocturnal and hate waking up early, unless I'm catching a flight. So, yeah, definitely Moonlight.
1: Y'all are my kind of people. My God, I do not like the sun. <laughs> um, friendship forever, or a love of your life, but it's short lived.
0: Man, that hurt my stomach. That hurt my gut. Uh, um. Wow. I have a lot of friends. right? Well, I think I'm, I'm friendly to a lot of people. Um. I'm going to say love for a short period of time so I can at least say that I have that. I've
2: had that. I think when you're talking about, now, I'm, I'm going to get a little bit deep here, right? There's different types of love. And if we're talking strictly romantic love, that's one thing. But I think having that genuine lifelong friendship, you're going to experience different types, whether it's that universal agape, that familial love, whatever. Um, so I definitely would say that lifelong friendship. and you know it every now and then you may have a friend and you know you 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 dibble and dabble, but if you have a good friend, you can come back to that friendship
1: true, true now, a pet peeve you may have
0: hmm. that i uh, that that I don't like for people or that I have
1: that you have like you'd be like oh i hate the way this person picks you know just you know
0: (laughs) is it my pet peeve i mean okay i got you you. yeah yeah i don't uh i don't like um i'm not a fan of people who um who think they're smarter or better than everyone else you know i'm i try to you know you know or they you know they just talk about certain people i'm not really a big fan of that i'm one of those i'm one of those kumbaya people i just want us all to get along I'm not a really big fan of those type of people. Be little and talk about it.
2: I would say for me, my biggest pet peeve now are people who are wearing masks either underneath their nose or down on their chin. Yeah, and I will give you the dirtiest, like, make nasty, filthy look too. How
1: about a fear? You wish you could vanquish from humanity.
0: Man. Ashley, you got one?
1: Yeah.
2: I would say a a mindset of scarcity. You know, having been fortunate enough to travel to quite a few countries in the world, some of the happiest people I've ever met are some of the poorest people and have, like, no access to resources that we take for granted. But, again, they don't operate from that mindset of scarcity. They operate from a mindset of abundance, and they're thankful and embrace what they do have, as opposed to especially in American culture, it's always about, well, I got to pay this bill, or I got to do that, or I don't have this. Um, so, yeah, just to remove that mindset of scarcity.
0: Uh, I think I would want to take the fear of people getting out of their I, – I would love for people to get out of their way. Because I think they keep themselves, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of people can be great, but I think they have so much fear that they put on themselves that they miss out on, on sharing that greatness. So I wish I could take that fear away from people's hearts.
1: The self sabotages. Yeah. That's what I call them. Like, oh, they pulled the trigger on themselves. Amazing. Um, you step into a time portal what year would it be and would you save anyone or change anything or just be an observer
0: um I think I would um uh, I almost want to come back to being born uh, like starting from the beginning again and not from uh like I not that I would do anything different because you know I think I had a pretty good life I think I would in I think I would just um Come back, and I can be around my grandparents again, and, and be around, I you know, hearing their voices, and uh, just being around. My grandparents were very important to me growing up, and uh, I was their first grandchild, and they had some money at the time, so you know, I was spoiled as hell, <laughs> and and uh, and just being around them, man. I think I would go back just to just to be be around them.
2: I don't know if it's a, a particular like point in time. But just to like fast forward, you know, to see that all of this, the foundation of what I'm laying now will actually come to fruition. So I can just breathe a little bit easier and know to just keep working, keep working the path I'm on now. And it would only need to be like maybe 10 minutes. But just to know that I'm content and happy and all of the things that I want to happen are going to happen. I just need that little sneak peek.
1: I like that. Now, three people, you wish you could pick their mind. They could be living, they could have been gone to the ancestors, or they could be in the future. Go for it. Hmm.
0: Um, man, pick their mind. I mean, the easy ones, if you want to be wealthy, you say "I," Bill Gates, uh, Warren Buffett. Uh, um, I'm going to say Will Smith. Uh, I've been a fan of Will Smith ever since uh, we were. I mean, I was a kid, you know. We, uh, as a hip hop artist, you know, and I, I love his acting, and I think he's. I think he's doing some really great things, and I would just love to pick his brain, man. I just mentioned that to a friend of mine today that if I she asked if I if I could interview anybody, who would it be? And I said I would, I want to interview Will Smith. I want to pick his brain. I want to know the music side. I also want to know about life his perspective. You know, he's had a very interesting recent life. <laughs> I wonder how he deal with that. How did he how do you how do you stay married to a Tater? <laughs> it would be Will Smith, it'll be uh Malcolm X and um probably uh Cesar Chavez.
2: I would have to say for me would be Barack Obama because I don't know how he handled his job for eight years with the grace and dignity that we saw. Oh, um, <laughs> so there was a lot behind the scenes. Um, two would probably be Fela Kute, Um to have such a passion for what he does and, and well did, and subject himself to a lot of you know police harassment and things like that. I definitely want to see. How he was able to go through that, and my third one, I don't think I know this person exists yet. I think there's somebody out there that I've yet to become aware of, that I definitely need to pick their brain.
1: That's dope. I love that. That's that's creative. Your brain is different, which is dope. Um, Thank you. Now you're going on a road trip, and you get to take three people with you. Who are you bringing?
0: Um, it won't be Ashley. <laughs>
2: you need to, you need to tell the whole story. Damn it. She, she doesn't, she don't do road trips.
0: Uh, I would say my son would be one for sure. Because he, uh, you know, he likes being with his dad. We travel a lot. That's like my, my travel partner. And he's a damn good driver. He likes to drive. Uh, I would say my mother, just to get her out of the house, because I really, I mean, she didn't get a, get to travel a lot when she was younger. So I try to make it, you know, I try to expose her to give get her some travel experiences. But, you know, so I would, you know, take her. And uh, with my, I would say my daughters, but you said three, so I'm going to have to leave one behind. <laughs> and one of my daughters is looking at me right now. <laughs> uh I won't say no name, that is play. Uh I don't know if I have a third. Uh this me and my mom oh, I guess me and my mom. Oh, my, and my brother maybe. Just my brother. Am I have to leave my daughters? They have to they have to stay with mom.
2: So as Alex mentioned, I am not a good road tripper. Like a 14, 15 hour flight to Australia, I could do that no problem. Did it all the time back and forth from college. But, like, in a car, my max is about four, four and a half hours I start getting antsy. So if I am doing a road trip, it's very important that I'm with somebody that I like having conversations with that has a good playlist and can keep me entertained. So with that in mind, my cousin, Portia, um, she lives in Charlotte now, but she'll come out and visit. And there literally have been times where I have to pull a car over because I'm laughing so hard at the conversations that we're having. Um, my play brother, uh, Chris, um, definitely would road trip with him. Now he's he's a little um, bougie. He doesn't drive in foreign countries, so every time we've traveled outside of the U.S., I always drive with the agreement that okay, he needs to keep me entertained while I'm driving. And the third person I would probably say my dad. Um, I'm I'm very much daddy's girl. Very close to my dad. Um, and a lot of the music that is near and dear to me is because of being in the car with him and listening to Bonnie Raitt and Sting and Clapton and, you know, Bob Marley, um, Jameer Kwai. Like, that's the one, one of the few bands that me and my mom and dad, we all listen to. Same with Dave Matthews, same with Fantana. So just having those memories of being in my dad's car and him exposing me to different music, he definitely would have to come on the road trip.
1: Okay, okay. All right. Now, this one. What would you tell yourself as a teen or a little boy or little girl You, if you were go- gone back to tell yourself something? What would you tell that child?
0: Man, uh, that's a therapy question right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I need. I, no, no. I, I need to see your license first. So I need to can you see me before I start talking? Uh, no, nah, man. Uh, I do know. I think it changes, though. You know, because as a child, early child, the message is going to be different than as a teen. So I'm going to speak from a teen perspective because my teen years were, were horrible. I was making horrible decisions in my life. I would say um, don't give up. Just you know, because there were many times I didn't think I was going to do anything. I didn't think i to be successful. I didn't think I, was, I had no dreams, no aspirations, no goals, and none. I didn't think I could do anything. But uh, there are many times I wanted to give up and just didn't think I can do anything with my life. And I would just probably just tell myself to you know, hey, just don't give up.
2: I think for me, it's not so much what I would tell myself per se, because things that my dad has told me my whole life. Two things. One. Don't expect people to behave or do things the way that you do. Everybody is not you. And two, slow down. He used to tell me all the time, you do so much, you're always going, 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 that you don't take the time to stop and enjoy what it is that you're doing. So if I had to tell myself something, it would be listen to your dad. As much as what he's saying may sound kind of crazy and stupid in the moment, things like, you know, the older you get, the faster time goes. I was like, that is so stupid. Time is time. And now that I'm well into my 30s, I'm like, yeah, like a week feels like a day now. So just to kind of heed that advice.
1: All right. Now what, I want y'all to think, this one's a doozy, what do you desire for your life and legacy? Let's speak it into existence. The universe is a genie. Go ahead.
0: You know, um, I, I do a lot of things in the community. And I think I've helped a lot of people. Um, I think the legacy I want is just I want people to remember me and just say, hey, you know what, he, he was a connector. I'm a connector. I'm a person that if, if, if Joel needs something and, and I, I know somebody who has that can help him, I'm going to connect the dots. And I think all through my whole life I've been connecting people through jobs, through relationships, through, through mentorships. I would say my legacy is just connecting connecting the dots in this world.
1: I think
2: we're we're both connectors. That's why one of the reasons we get along so well. Um, But specifically for my legacy, I think it would have to be that I came into the craft community and left it better than how I found it and left the door open. I've been very fortunate that I've had, you know, advocates, that have made sure that I've been respected in this industry and that people took me seriously. And so that's that's my obligation is to do the same for other people from underrepresented communities in, the, in this industry or who want to get into the industry, to use the access that I have to make sure that there are more people that look like me in this community.
1: Wow, well, wow. Well, and you know what? I definitely want to... Thank you for playing rapid fire. (laughs) Later, y'all.
0: Well, we definitely enjoyed that segment of the show. And again, thank you for just spending your time with us, uh, your patience with us. Uh, Definitely giving us uh, the new product to look out for, uh, the endeavors that you plan on uh, providing to us in the near future.
2: Yeah. So um, both for MoBeta and Brada, we do have um, events an immersive experience coming up. Um, for broader craft and Brews, um, as I mentioned before, we are a brewery in planning, and that brewery is slated to be open in Montego Bay, Jamaica. Um, as far as products, the only way you're going to be able to get it is to come to Jamaica and get it in our brewery.
0: So there you have it. You'll be able to uh, travel as we always love to do to that uh, area of the country, Jamaica, the lovely island, and you can partake in the the spirits that the young lady Ashley will be producing out there Yes. Yeah. all right and uh any last closing words uh any uh thoughts prayers or any shout outs you want to mention before we do close out the show um i just want to thank you all for giving us the opportunity to speak on the uh, speak on, uh about our passion and our love for this for the beer craft brew um Again, if you guys want to uh, follow us, uh, I'm at Mo Better Brews. That's M O B E T T A Brews, B R E W S. Uh, just follow us on Instagram. And uh, if you need any merchandise as far as hoodies and raglan baseball shirts, and stickers, just message me and we can go ahead and uh, ship those out to you.
2: And I'd like to give a shout out to everyone out there that is being responsible and doing their part to keep each other safe and hopefully wrap up this pandemic it's been going on for way too long. And I miss being carefree and not having to worry about these things. So if you're doing your part, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, As far as Brata goes, again, we're on IG at Brata. That's B-R-A-W-T-A, craft and brews with an S at the end. Definitely hit us up. Join our mailing list. We'll be having some... um experiences similar to the one that we had last night, likely in the spring, and then we have our excursion coming up in Jamaica in the summer.
0: Well, we definitely want to say drink responsibly or just don't drink at all, uh, but definitely if you're going to be drinking, drink responsibly. In. You, uh, we want to thank you, the uh, listener, for tuning in. We want to thank you, the guests, uh, for giving us, your again, your knowledge, your information, your product, and your love, and your time. And again, you've been listening to no worries, no worries. And again, you've been listening to Make Me Free. Shout out to our super producer as well, Sydney Ashby. Tune in next week, Sunday at ten to ten thirty Eastern Standard Time. You've been listening to On the Wake Up Radio. This the segment again, Make Me Free. I'm your host, Joel Saji, and you catch all replays again at otw2.com. And again, that is OTW2.com, where you can sign up today. And again, you the listener. Thank you for tuning in. Continue the su- continuous support. Until next week.
1: Peace.
0: Thanks for keeping the lights on. D.N.
1: Sing Ashby production.
0: On the wake up. So here it is, y'all. Are you tired of being censored? Shadow banned? Shit, are you just tired of creating content and making these platforms famous? Well, I'm asking you to support OTW2, the Black YouTube. Why, you may say? Because our content is important and necessary. And because anytime we tell the truth, they shut us down on their platform. So we are behind enemy lines, so we cannot complain. We just gotta move accordingly smarter. So since we know many of our people won't just jump ship and go to a black site. What I'm telling you to do is don't post everything that is great on their platform. Give them purred people a 10 second snippet, a 15 second snippet, and make them come to OTW Tube and come check you out. Support black things or stop complaining. Because only unity, black unity, and black economics can change our situation. Wake up, y'all. OTW Tube is where it's at.